Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Welcome back into the Dynasty Nerds Podcast. Yes, it's Garrett again. You already knew. If you listened to last week or the week before, Rich told you he's not going to be here today. But we have somebody back that we've been missing during that stretch. Welcome back, Matt O'Hara. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Thanks for welcoming me back with open arms. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Down for a couple of weeks, but I'm back. We missed you, man. We missed you. Well, I miss being here, man. I miss talking football, so I'm glad to be back. Good, 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 good. All right. Well, let's get right into it. But before we do, let's talk about prize picks. That's right. Prize picks. Promo code NERDS. You will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You're saying... Well, what do, I, what do I do there? Well, you get to go there and you look at player props. They'll give you lines of, can this player get over this amount of yardage or will he get under this amount of yardage? And you know what? This week, specifically for Thanksgiving, they are giving you a layup, a freebie. Justin Jefferson over under half a yard. Half a yard. He's only going to see a one yard. That's one it. yard. Now, he could pull a Rondell Moore and... <laughs> you know, catch a pass, lose six yards and get injured and be out for the game. Even a professional basketball player will occasionally miss a layup. It does happen. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. But the odds are pretty darn good. You're going to hit the over on the half yard for Justin Jefferson. I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, Here's one that I found really difficult. You can tell me what side you lean on this. I'm in Ross St. Brown, you know, Lions uh, Thanksgiving Day game. Those two things go together. Absolutely. They're playing well, but they got to play Buffalo. 73 and a half yards over under for Amon Ra. That was a tough one for me. That's a tough one. I, I'm going to say they're going to have to throw the ball quite a bit. And Amon Ra, yeah, Amon Ra is the guy there that's going to be getting all those targets. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to take the over on that one. I don't feel great about it because the defense can be pretty stout there, but I think I would okay. take the over. I, I think he'll get enough targets in your right. I think they'll be down in the game. I took the over. One of my favorite ones that I saw, and these ones are all specifically Thanksgiving Day because it's more fun to talk about those games. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson over under 26 and a half receiving yards. And you know what? He's had 50 or more receiving yards in three of his past four games. So I feel pretty solid about the over on 26 and a half. You agree? I like that one. And I I would take the over as well. I think, um, you know, he has been kind of chewing up that. Um, pass catching roll there in New England. So I think, yeah, I think that's an over for me as well. There you go. So see, you could just take those three right there that we talked about, the layup with the Amon Ra and the Ramondre Stevenson. And those were just receiving yards ones. You can go into rushing yards. You can go to passing yards. You can you can even get outside of fantasy stuff if you want to. Normal fantasy you can, stuff. You, I know you I can mix people. you can mix sports and stuff as well. So you know it, it be all over the place. Absolutely. When the fun stops with the NFL, it does not stop on prize picks, all kinds of other sports. So go there, use promo codes and promo code nerds, and you will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Okay, Matt, uh, there was a lot of injuries this week. Another week, another injury filled show, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, and there's a, a lot of these guys are pretty big names. We could spend most of the show talking about these players uh, and their injuries. One of the biggest ones, partly because of how big he's been for fantasy football purposes lately, Justin Fields. Uh, we have the shoulder. Now it's not his throwing shoulder. It's his other shoulder. Uh, there've been a little bit of conflicting reports on like, is it dislocated? Did it pop out of socket? Is that the same thing? Is it like, there's just like been all of these. So like, I feel like the clarity on the injury isn't great, but I also feel like the timetable on the injury isn't great. There are some saying that he could return this week. There's some saying this could push him out for the season potentially. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, it's obviously Tuesday there. They don't have to say anything. So I, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those later in the week things when we figure it out. But like you mentioned, he's been this, this wonderful surprise, you know, especially the past few weeks. And then all of a sudden, it's it's the shoulder injury. Luckily, it's the non-throwing shoulder, but it could still end his season. So that's that's the serious um, reality of the situation. I mean, it's unfortunate because I feel like, you know, this is a guy that was finally they had 
they were finally kind of taking the training wheels off a little bit. Um, yeah. and he was showing some things, you know, um, so people who have them on their fantasy roster, it was finally starting to pay off. They were able to start him, And I mean, yeah. it was, you know, especially with all the rushing totals he's been getting, um, it's been really nice. And to have that kind of rug pulled out from underneath, you kind of stinks, especially at this point in the year. Cause there's, you know, there's no way you can easily replace that kind of production. So um, Justin Fields going down right now. It's a bummer for him. I don't know that it's that, you know, like it's not like you were relying on a lot of the fantasy options, obviously, Cole Komet's the, probably the big one right now that sure. he was starting to emerge as well. And, um, you know, Trevor Simeon, I believe, is the backup there. Like, what kind of value is he going to hold with a backup quarterback there? Yeah, The offense as a whole, like, uh, you know, <laughs> David Montgomery had a had a pretty nice schedule um, coming up here for the playoffs and the rest of the season. Our, our team's going to be able to stack the box and just kind of really shut him down right. now that he's he's the the kind of the biggest option there uh, on the offense. Um, so there's a lot of kind of moving pieces with the Justin Fields news. And unfortunately, we're, we're kind of in a wait and see situation until this the injury news comes out and we figure out, hey, is this is this a two to three week thing or is this like a four to five week thing? So, we'll see. yeah. Well, and, and it's kind of like your your rebuilding dynasty teams. You know, they're they're kind of in this rebuild mode where they're starting to do better than they expected. So in some ways, if you're the Bears and you're looking at it and you're saying, look, we have this guy that we think is our franchise quarterback. He's shown us enough in this five, six week period here to say, like, yes, he is a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. We don't have to worry about would we want to draft someone else or, you know, whatever. We don't have to worry about any of that. We know he's going to be our guy. Is it more beneficial at this point to not risk anything terrible happening to him and just let him sit and take a couple L's in the process? Because right now they're kind of in this this range of a top five pick. Not that they need the quarterback, but you could take some good offensive linemen, right. some good defensive pieces. Or if you end up with a top two or three pick, you could be in line for one of those quarterbacks. You don't need it. So you trade out for this King's Ransom. And that's something this team could use as picks. So I do wonder if they will be more cautious than we would see with maybe like a contending team uh, or, uh, you know, a team where they're not counting on this quarterback as much. Like, I, I think they're going to be pretty cautious with this. So interested to see how all of that plays out. Yeah, totally, man. It's, 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 it, it stinks on one, you know, on one hand, but I, I, I do see your point on the other hand. Like, I, I mean, if I was on the team, I of, of course would not want to kind of, you know, just kind of blow it for the rest of the year, just for draft right. picks. You know what I mean? Especially since you had a good thing rolling. You're in year one with a new system, a new coach. Right. Like, do you want to set that kind of tone going forward? So for sure. I, I'm not really sure if that's the way they'll go or not. I guess only time will tell. Um, obviously if you're a Chicago fan, this is, this is a big time news for your franchise in general. Yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully he gets it uh, a good prognosis and it's not one of these, yeah. you know, season ending things. And we don't have to worry about it for more than a couple of weeks. Cause like, you know, like we mentioned at the very beginning, it's his non-throwing shoulder. So as long as he's not taking big hits on it, it might be some, one of those things where they just wear the sling and kind of work through it, work through the pain, uh, take right. a couple of pain injections and stuff like that and just kind of move on. Well, uh, the, the, the only difficult part about that on the not taking hits one, his guy likes to run around a little bit. You're right. And two, there has not been a quarterback that has taken more sacks this year than Justin Fields. So, uh, very, very interesting, uh, game of chess that will happen here, uh, with whether or not Justin Fields ends up playing or not moving on to the next guy, a player that we had talked about a lot in the off season, every podcast whether it was Dynasty or not, had talked about in the offseason because people were ready to put this guy in the launching pad, us included. Oh, yeah. Kyle Pitts, one of the biggest fantasy disappointments this season, whether that's his fault or not, you know, is, is up for debate. Uh, but it looks like he is headed to the IR with an MCL. Uh, I didn't hear if it was just a strain or tear. Did you hear? I, I did not. I mean, a strain technically is a tear. So I think they kind of, okay. that's kind of one of those wording things. And, okay. and it depends on the grade of, of the strain is how bad sure. the tear actually is. Um, so Kyle Pitts, it sounds like, you know, it's going to be surgery. It's going to be right. So chances likely, are he's done for the year, right? 
I mean, it all depends on the surgery. It all depends on how bad it is when they get in there. So, I mean, but why would you bring him back? Why would you bring him back? That's a great point. I mean, he was just kind of starting to take off a little bit and I think get more involved in the offense in the past four or five weeks. I mean, not to say that he's been the world changing tight end that we thought he'd be, or it wasn't even really a follow up to his, his rookie season that we were all expecting. Um, but at least he was getting more involved. So, uh, you know, that, that offense as a whole, while he's gone, I think we'll see how, I guess their record goes. If they're still in contention, they're going to bring him back. You know what right. I mean? That's, that's right. an easy slam dunk. If they start falling off and they're really out of playoff contention, no need to rush him back. So I think that's kind of, you know, that could be applied probably to him and, and Justin Fields as well. Um, not that they're in playoff contention, but who knows? Um, but Kyle Pitts for sure. We'll see in the next few weeks, how they, they fare without him or how extensive the knee injury is. Yeah. So anything there, I mean, I don't think this greatly affects Mariota. I mean, anytime you lose a weapon of his caliber, it hurts, but He's not throwing the ball a ton anyway, so I don't think right. it overly affects him. And and I know you're like, well, Marcus Mariota. Well, Marcus Mariota is a top 12 quarterback right now. You're counting on him in, in super flex leagues. Um, so it, it is part of his equation, but I don't think it, it drastically affects him. And whoever else they have on the roster behind him, which honestly, I don't know. But the answer is no. Like, whoever it is, don't put it <laughs> in your lineup. Like, just don't just avoid them at all costs. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's, you know, you you hope that a guy like Drake London kind of as the year goes on will be able to absorb yeah. some of that. Uh, I think I think that's what it is. Uh cuz he's the only guy that's similar as far as size and and that kind of uh and and, and the I wouldn't ability. say I wouldn't say athleticism but ability maybe. Yeah. Um so uh, that's where I would expect some more some more targets to be funneled is kind of that way. So maybe we'll see a kind of resurgence because I feel like I haven't been paying close attention to him, but he did get a touchdown this week. Okay. Um, but it was still like under 30 yards or something yeah. like that. Like it and, wasn't. And that's a, it's a very low volume passing g- game to, you know, in total. So I think everyone's a little bit let down by, by Kyle Pitts, um, by all, by everyone in that offense, except for Cordell Patterson, who kind of came back and just kind of stepped right back in. Right. Right. So, uh, we have two guys uh, in concussion protocol. One was hurting your fantasy team, so you might not be that upset. But one was a a big boost to your fantasy team for most of this season. Joe Mixon. Uh, it was it was tough to watch to begin with this week because I have Joe Mixon on you know my home dynasty team, and I'm seeing Samaj P Ryan get in the end zone Ooh. a ridiculous amount, and I'm was like, th- what was it three times? Three now, two of them or the last one. Mixon was already gone by that point. But those first two, you're like, seriously, come on, man. (laughs) Sucks. Uh, But he's one where if you are a contending team, there's only a few running backs that get the amount of volume most weeks that that Joe Mixon gets. So that's one that really hurts. But if you do have Samaje Pirine, he's not Joe Mixon, but I think you can still get pretty good running back two numbers out of him because he's not being spelled in the passing game. He's still going to be out there for the most part. And yes, they'll, they'll work in some of their other backs, but he's going to, it's going to be mostly his show. So would you feel comfortable starting him as your RB two? If Mixon is completely out? I, I 100% would. I, I think those other guys haven't stepped up and proved themselves behind him and Smaje has. So I think they know that what they have in him, he's a big guy. He's bigger than Joe Mixon, so I mean he's he's a tough, rugged guy. You don't have to worry about him coming out at any point in the game, and he catches passes like you mentioned. So I think P Ryan is a, a nice RB two. It's obviously a step down from Joe Mixon, but I mean we just witnessed his upside in this past week three yeah. three touchdowns. It can be crazy like that. He can get that kind of production on the right kind of day. So. Um, you know, you expect running back two numbers and whatever you, you get on top of that's kind of gravy as far as what you get from Smash AP run. The the guy, the the aforementioned player that is not really helping your team, Matthew Stafford. Mm. Uh, and this is a little bit different, uh, different because Joe Mixon, this is his first concussion, at least in a significant amount of time. Matthew Stafford 
just came back from concussion protocol. Right. So now he's back in concussion protocol. And that's when it gets kind of scary. When you have multiple concussions in a short time period, I saw some projecting that he might not even see the field for two or three weeks. Now they might set him out a while for fantasy purposes, though. He was not good. I mean, he has not been helping your team at all. In some ways, if as long as you have other sort of starting-ish options, this is kind of a blessing in disguise because you look at Stafford and you're like, oh, man, I got to start Stafford. Now it might be better to start Jared Goff. It might it be makes, better to start. You know what I mean? Your de- yeah, it makes your decisions easier. You don't feel obligated or tied to starting Matt Stafford because he does have upside. You think, hey, maybe this is the upside start. He just hasn't been that guy this year. The Rams offense as a whole has been just a train wreck. It has yeah. been so odd to try to kind of figure out where this all came from. I know, you know, that obviously Stafford's elbow was an issue in the mm-hmm. offseason. And I think it was downplayed somewhat, but he has not looked the same year this year. And the offense as a whole just hasn't been clicking. And I think, you know, this is obviously just con- complete conjecture on my part, but I think it all links back to that elbow not being right if coming from all the way back from the offseason. So you, you tie that in with him now being concussed twice in, in two weeks. And, you know, is this one of those things where Stafford's, they just, they shelve him for the year, make sure his head gets right, make sure his elbow gets right. You just kind of ice him and you take your lumps. I mean, it sucks because they don't have any other picks. So, I mean, you're not like tanking for any right. good reason. Um, you're not like getting better draft stat- status out of any of this, but at least you're getting healthy and you're getting your guys. It, the, the trajectory of this team right now, they're not making the playoffs. They're not, you know, competing. Right. As far cup, as I can they're tell. already missing cup yeah, on, right. on this offense. They they just cut uh, one of their core players today. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> like it, it's it's a mess down there. So I'm with you. I wouldn't be shocked if they don't don't call it right now. But as you know, we get to week 14, 15, 16, they just decide. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's just call it a year. And, and I'm with you. I would actually, if I can get him on the cheap, I might be willing to go out and get Stafford because I think he's got a few more years in him still. I think Cooper Cup's got a couple more years in him still. I think we could still see him be a productive fantasy asset if I can get him at, uh, you know, a second or two seconds or something like that. People just just trying for to Stafford. cut ties right. for Stafford, right? For Stafford, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I think I absolutely think that he's got some some gas left in the tank. It's all going to come down to that elbow, though. Right. Like if if that elbow injury, they're just been kind of putting bubble gum and band-aids on something that's really bad and and needs like a serious you know tommy john type of surgery or something like that who knows um uh, but cooper cup is you know he definitely has two or three good years left. he was he was rolling until you know until the injuries kind of kind of crept up on him so um love to see those two back together so hopefully the stafford thing is um, something that kind of corrects itself here, or the elbow is not too bad, and, and the concussions get straightened out for next year. But I'm mm-hmm. not expecting anything out of those guys going forward this year. So, absolutely, it's um, you know, the concussion stinks, but like you said, maybe it simplifies things for some people. Uh, we we saw Matthew Stafford have the same injury multiple weeks. Mike Williams, same injury multiple weeks, uh, and that's that's just kind of been the story of the Chargers' season so far this year. Is they're healthy. No, they're not. They're healthy. No, they're not. They're like I saw that. I was watching that game live. It was fantastic. That great. That catch was great. And then yeah. he got up limp, and I was like, "Son of a, <laughs> come on, Mike! First catch was great. I mean, he toe tapped it. It was fantastic. Too bad he just screwed up his ankle toe tapping." Yeah, uh, it. Uh, and we also saw we saw Keenan Allen back in this game as well. Uh, it was good to see him back, and and. He ended up being the beneficiary of, of of that to an extent, got a lot of targets, did a lot with those targets. But as far as Mike Williams goes, it's kind of unclear how much time he's going to miss. Uh, you know, they he they made it sound like it's not that bad, but clearly it was bad enough for him to come out of the game and miss it entirely. It wasn't just right. like they wrapped it him up and sent him back out there at halftime or something like that. It was they just called it for the night. So it's kind of been this wait and see all season for a lot of these receivers and the chargers. And it's kind of going to be the same thing where could he play this week? Sure. May not. Maybe he won't play for three weeks. We, we really don't know. It's, it's tough to say. Yeah, it really is a bit of a bummer um, for a guy that I was excited to get back in some of my lineups. I, you know, I've had other injuries and I, and I saw that he was questionable that he, that he suited up 
of course I fired him at all lineups where I needed him. And, uh, you know, two, two, two and a half points or whatever I got out of him was a bit of a letdown. Um, yeah. and, and bigger than that, I mean, it's, it's the, the unknown of how long he's going to, I guess. Uh, so yeah. yeah, Mike Williams, it's a bummer obviously for, uh, for a player I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, I hope he gets back soon. I hear you. Uh, in that same game, Kadarius, Tony, uh, hamstring this was supposed to be the canaries tony breakout week yeah uh and here it is the hamstring again the old man. the old new york injury pops back up i guess that thing wasn't fake it wasn't all healed up um that, here it that's is. the thing i think most of us kind of thought that that was just kind of a mirage and <laughs> uh, apparently it was not and i i really thought you know because i do i do the fantasy pros rankings every week and it's not been my best year by by any stretch of the imagination as, as far as that goes. But this was like, ooh, I can make up some ground here because it's going to be a big week where MVS is out, Juju Smith-Schuster's out. We've seen him designing plays for him specifically. He's going up and mossing people. Like, this is the <laughs> week. I, I had him at, like, wide receiver, like, 14 or something ridiculous. I, I was so confident that he was going to have a good week. You and a lot of other people. I mean, you weren't alone on that island. It was the Kadari. The deck was all set up for him. And you know what? He he busted. He he hit on nine. Came up with a th- and not acted up. And uh, it is what it is, man. It, it sucks. Uh, you know, Kadari Stoney. The little glimpse that we glimpses that we've seen of him right. when he's been healthy have been good, and that's what I saw on tape when he was coming out. That was why I liked him coming out. We just haven't seen enough as a pro. Um, I think this is a good spot for him because Andy Reid's the type of coach you know that's going to give second chances to guys yeah. and that have like character issues and stuff like that. So Kadarius Tony, I think, will be able to thrive there as long as his hamstring can kind of get get straightened out. So we'll see, man. Definitely frustrating, but yeah, you had both of those injuries in the same game. Uh, it was it was not a good good one if you were counting on some players to uh, perform. Fun uh, game though, still, still, still a very a, fun game. Yeah, yeah, that was a good flex uh, by the NFL to the Sunday night game. Absolutely, good call on their part. Uh, Chase Edmonds. So Chase Edmonds, uh, if you haven't been following closely, not a Miami Dolphin anymore. Nope. He is he is a Denver Bronco. Uh, who, by the way, this team also cut a running back recently. We'll talk about we'll get, that in a moment. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but at the same time that they're cutting another running back, Chase Edmonds went on IR. So yep. he has a bad ankle injury. We're not going to be seeing him for a while. So uh, if you're asking, well, okay, Melvin Gordon. Well, that's that's the running back that we'll talk about in a second. He got cut. So it's Latavius Murray, I guess. And... I don't is is Mike like <laughs> Mike what's Boone's, Marlon Mike Mack? Out, I think right? is on, I think Marlon Mack is on that team because Mike so, Boone's out. He's injured, correct? Yeah, yeah, he's injured also. I think oh. it's just Marlon Mack and Latavius. Uh, Latavius. So oh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a different looking backfield there. I don't. Can you figure out what's going on in Denver right now? Because I can't. I. I do do they want to hold on to their jobs? Are they trying to get rid of the the dead weight that isn't jumping on the bandwagon with the coaching? Or what Look, the heck I, is going on? I would have been all about you know Melvin Gordon getting cut had it been preseason, and you know that just meant more Javante. I'd have been fine with that. You know what? If he yeah, maybe if Javante was playing more from day one, maybe that ACL would have been fine, and you know yeah, whatever tuned up and ready to go. But uh, that's that's unfortunate. Obviously, so yeah, there, there's really not a lot else to do. Is it's if if you're in a redraft, Latavius Murray's might be out there and available. You can you can check, but Dynasty, he's he's gonna be on a roster everywhere. There's not gonna be much. Maybe you can check and see if Marlon Max out there. Uh, but but even you know most deep Dynasty leagues are rostering a lot of these old running backs with a name. So yeah, but Latavius Murray is a guy that can be had though. You know what I mean? For he's sure. old and and so. If if the price is right, it's all going to depend on the price. What would you um, pay? Uh, what would you pay for him? God, how old is he? Is he thirty two? Something like that. He's he's like as old as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So so thirty two. We're basically um, we're basically in the same shape wise. But yeah, you know, I mean, clearly standing yeah. next to each other, I I would say these two gentlemen are both the same age. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're making my face redder. Stop it. How bad? Uh, um, God, man, I you couldn't give a second. I would no, feel horrible giving a second. So. so it's like a you're talking about a third round draft pick for a guy, and for a playoff run. Would that get it done? It might, it might take two thirds. I, I was gonna say it might take a second third, and, and uh, I'm okay giving. I'm okay paying that because a couple of thirds. Those are dart throws. Those are you're you're spending them on a tight end who got drafted in the fourth or fifth round. Like who knows if those guys would, ever pan out or not? And if you're you give, in need, would you give a late second if you got Murray and a third back? No, I would feel great if I was the Murray the person who had Murray on their team and I got that deal, I would feel great about that. So, but I wouldn't feel good doing that. I probably wouldn't either. Um, Unless I knew I was getting like an early third back and it was like four or five spot different. You see, you know what I mean? Like one of those type of deals. Um, I I would be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise I I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Yep. So right around there is the value on the guy. And that's, those are easy moves to pull off at this point of the year. And if you're making a title run, I feel like that's, that's really not that bad. That's not a bad, of a, that bad of a price. If you're in real contention. Yeah. Uh, m- moving on to the New York football giants, Wandale Robinson, ACL done for the season. Uh, it's a bummer. Cause he was, you know, starting to come on, starting mm-hmm. to see more production. Uh, really all this does for me for this season is make me want Darius Slayton even more. That's really, you know, I he's been quietly just producing, producing, producing. Not ridiculous numbers, but pretty consistent, like, you know, 10 points here, 11 points, like very solid wide receiver three numbers. Uh, a guy that I definitely want on my team as an insurance piece in case one of my guys goes down and I need somebody to just tread water for me. Uh, I definitely want, uh, Slayton in that sense but as far as Wandale Robinson goes I, I hate seeing ACLs at this point in the year because when it happens week one week two you know that they're probably going to be able to recover in time once you start getting into the double digit weeks you really start to wonder will they be able to go at the start of next year right some guys are freaks and they can come back in nine months and it's no big deal for them other guys it takes a good year and a half and they're still not fully healthy so one to monitor there, but there were some good, good signs. Uh, but I still expect them to probably be drafting or signing a receiver in free agency because clearly this wide receiver core is not. I mean, it's one of the worst in football. Yeah, so, it, it's bad. They're they're kind of they're using smoke and mirrors. I feel like to get the ball yes. down the field. I mean, Slayton, like you had mentioned, once he got out of the doghouse, he's been a fairly consistent player. And then, you know, obviously Wandelt was just coming out, kind of breaking out, had his first 100-yard game in this game when, when he uh, tore his ACL. Um, so they have, a, I think, a couple of pieces as long as they can keep Slayton around. Um, I believe he's he's got to be coming pretty close to the end of his rookie deal, right? Um, Slayton, yeah, this is his last year. This is last year. So if they, if they end up re-signing him, you know, that's a nice little spot to kind of build upon Slayton and, and Wandell if he can come back at some point next year. But I, I agree. They're going to have to definitely do something at the wide receiver um, position. And it might be early. Who knows? I mean, it might be a first round type of guy because they don't have anyone who's bigger, um, no. you know, prototypical six foot two, six foot three type of guy. Yeah. And so, if you added a Jackson Smith and Jigba, let's say, you know, mm-hmm. a, a guy that you think could be a true wide receiver one, all of a sudden, you know, Darius Slayton on the one side is a deep threat. Uh, and and Wondell Robinson in the slot. That's not an elite wide receiver core, but it's it's now a solid wide receiver core. Uh, especially if Daniel Bellinger ends up being the tight end that we think he could be. You right. know, Barkley in the backfield, and all of a sudden, one big solid good receiver could really change the outlook of this whole team. Yep, bumps everyone kind of back to their natural um, places. I think among the yeah. wide receiver core, anyway. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, Ch high ankle sprain. Not a lot to do there you know but it's 
right now we see a lot of teams just flying through running backs, lots of injuries. Isaiah Pacheco has really kind of taken over this this job, but it's at least something to monitor. Yeah, and you know, a week after getting completely mothballed, he was actually starting to get some carries, and then he sprained his ankle. So was he in the doghouse on a short-term basis? Who the heck knows? But I agree, uh, Pacheco uh, has taken that kind of bull by the horns for that starting running back position. I don't think CH is getting it back anytime soon. We just haven't seen anything out of the guy to prove that he deserves it. Um, So it's unfortunate. I've always had high hopes for uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It just, it doesn't seem to be working out here. Um, Pincheco, a late round guy, just has more pop. He plays, he plays with the, I guess, urgency that you need to out of the running back position. And uh, he's got that like violent type of running style. So, um, you know, it's something that, the coaches are probably into that. They like that they're getting big chunk plays out of him and he's running angry. So it's, it's, I think something that that kind of team needed in this new iteration of, of mm-hmm. uh, the chiefs. So yeah, I think that's it. I think he's a better fit uh, right now for, the, for the chiefs. Jalen Warren uh, hamstring injury. We had seen him start to kind of take some big chunks into Najee Harris's workload. Uh, conversely, Harris has actually looked a little bit better the past few weeks. It looks like yeah. his foot maybe is feeling a little bit better. He's got a little bit more juice, a little more pop uh, than he had before. But Jalen Warren had done a lot of nice things. So hoping this injury doesn't take him out too long because uh, I, I do think that they're a nice little one-two punch there in Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, I was going to literally say almost word for word exactly what you just said, so no need to beat that dead horse. He has, Najee has been starting to come on and look good, so... Uh, Jalen Warren was likely going to have his stuff kind of be start to scale back anyway. And now the hamstring injury. So it's, yeah. it's going to be the Najee show. If you had Najee uh, or if you traded for him while he was kind of down, good for you. Um, I think you're going to have a nice little stretch run here, especially with the hamstring. They're not going to rush Warren right. back. I don't think at this point, especially for a Steelers team that isn't going anywhere. Um, right. So Jalen Warren likely going to be out for the foreseeable, you know, next two or three weeks, and by then Najee will have done his thing and kind of either gotten you over the hump and into the playoffs or kind of through a round of the playoffs maybe by the time right. Warren gets back. So, yeah, it's going to be a significant time fantasy-wise uh, that Warren's going to be out. Uh, I don't know if you saw the tweet, but uh, there was a poll that had gone out, not this week but last week, about who would you rather have in Dynasty? Would you rather have Rashad White or Najee Harris. And I, as a guy that did not like Najee Harris a ton coming out, and, you know, my, my, my not dislike for him as a person, but just questioning his, his true value uh, has sure. been well documented on the show. And I looked at that and I said, oh, Najee Harris, easily. Like, I easily. don't, I don't yeah. understand that. He was losing in the poll, Matt. He oh, was wow. losing in the poll. More people would have rather had. Now, I wonder if these past two weeks, people tend to be a little reactionary. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm sure that would look a little bit different today, especially with the Bucks just being on their bye week and whatnot. But uh, very interesting uh, how much people had gone from absolutely loving and worshiping Najee Harris uh, to just wanting nothing to do with him. We so. are living in a world of extremes, Garrett. And we are. Every single day, it seems to just kind of reinforce that in my brain. So... I like to try to stay somewhere more in the middle on a lot of these things. Um, Najee is a good player. Uh, he's going to get tons of volume. He was injured to start the year, and and that's kind of where that came. You know, the the ease the ease of his or not ease, but his his production kind of being right. a little bit depressed. Um, so I think they're going to get back to that. I think they like Jalen Warren, and I think he's a nice he was a nice waiver wire type of guy for sure. to get you some points and stuff like that. But Najee Harris is still the man there and is going to get most of the volume, just not 99% of it or something, whatever he was getting his, his rookie season. It'll something probably be closer to yeah. 80. It's still, it's still plenty <laughs> to, to qualify as a low end RB one or high end RB two. So lots of Absolutely. value there. Uh, last one here. And uh, we also have two players that are fantasy relevant that have been designated for a return. So this this kind of goes together a little bit. Rondell Moore, who had been seeing a, a lot of targets, good production in the absence of uh, Hollywood Brown, it looks like they might be switching here pretty soon. So yeah. uh, Rondell Moore, groin injury, 
week to week for right now. We'll see how that plays out. But Hollywood Brown hasn't been activated yet, but his window opened up uh, November 16th. There were thoughts that he might play this week. There were some video clips of him in practice looking good, different things like that. They decided not to activate him uh, for the Mexico game this week, but there's a strong feeling that he could be activated this coming week. What are your expectations for Hollywood Brown? Because DeAndre Hopkins wasn't there early in the season. Him and Hollywood Brown did a switch at that point. Right. right. Uh, And Nuke has been playing out of his mind since coming back. What happens to this Hollywood Brown role? Is he still a pseudo wide receiver one? Does he take a back seat a little bit to DeAndre Hopkins? What's your feelings on that? I mean, I think I think Hollywood Brown is an upgrade over Rondell Moore. So I think he's going to garner more of the attention and kind of targets than Rondell Moore did and kind of pull some of that away from Nuke. But like you mentioned, Nuke is on fire. The guy is going it. He's just going nuclear. He's, yeah. he's it's insane. So I, he looks like he's back to him old, his old self, and like he's the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. So I I would expect him to still kind of be the number one guy, but they're still going to take chunk plays and they're still going to take plays down the field that go that go to Hollywood and are designed for Hollywood. So I don't think Hollywood Brown is going to be the guy that he was before when it was just kind of his show. Um, but I think he's going to get more than what Rondell was and Rondell was doing well and and, you know they were they were drawing stuff up for him and and he was getting his little bits here and there too so I think there's room for both of those guys to succeed um, especially in that offense that loves to throw the ball a a ton so I I think good things are going to happen I think Nuke is going to be the one that's kind of most weeks is going to outperform Hollywood but I there there could be a day or two when Hollywood breaks off a couple of big big plays and scores some touchdowns that he comes out on top. So I I think there's room for both those guys. Another kind of related, unrelated um, thing, Cliff, uh, just Cliff Kingsbury just fired his offensive line running game coordinator. Interesting. um, Today uh, after a quote unquote incident um, is what I read. So I don't know what happened there. I don't know if Cliff said, no, we're not running the ball. We don't even need you to get out of here. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's just kind of how I picture it going down. Interesting. Yeah. Gonna throw I mean, the ball even more. <laughs> might as well. Why not? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Um, another guy being designated for return, Jamison Williams. Uh, he they just opened his window on the 21st. This is a rookie we haven't seen at all yet. Uh, he tore his ACL in the national championship game uh last year for Alabama. Player, though, that universally uh, on the Nerds podcast, especially including Jared Wackerly, uh, who, who probably liked him as much, if not more than anyone else on the podcast. But guy we liked, great speed, uh, was taken highly in the draft by these Lions. Any expectations this year for him, or is it just like happy to see him on the field? Really don't care about his production, but I just want to see him look like he has the speed that he had before and and then We'll chalk that up and and start fresh next year. Like where where are you at with Jameson Williams? Well, I mean, he was he was my number two wide receiver in this class, so I have high expectations for him. Uh, um, if he's activated and and he's playing, I I would hope to see flashes at the very least uh, of a guy that can be a game changer. Um, and that's that's my expectation for a guy like Jameson Williams. He he was that guy at Alabama. He you know he he showed enough there for me to kind of bump him way up the list. He was a very unique player in, in the, the speed and the extra gear that he has to be able to run away from uh, people. So it's, it'll be interesting to see. I, I hope they don't rush him. Like, I, I don't think they've rushed him back. It's, you know, it's December, you know, it's going to be darn near by the time he gets back. So um, I think, I think they play right and and hopefully this is his moment to kind of get his feet wet in the nfl and kind of show us hey look i was a first round traffic for a reason uh, they took me high for a reason i can i can take the lid off defenses i can get around the edge and get to the outside and just go i can i can run all the routes i, I was able to do there in in college football um so hopefully he's just free and clear of the injury and we get to see exactly what Jameson Williams is down the stretch run here. And if if that's the case, I, I would expect some pretty good things to to kind of happen here down the end of the uh, down the stretch of the season. 
Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I definitely think we're going to see flashes. I don't expect the the chemistry with him and golf to be there just yet. Um, so if we see those big plays, I'm going to be I'm going to be thrilled. I'm going to be mm-hmm. super excited. I'm going to have him on several dynasty teams, so I'm going to be pumped. But even if he starts slow and you know we only see one or two games where he even gets over 50 yards, that's not going to really change my evaluation of him much. Uh, because it's it's such a small sample size. I just want to see him healthy and looking like a similar player to what we saw at Alabama. As long as I see that, I'll feel good going into next year. Uh, so that's my my expectations are low. I'm hoping for more. My mm-hmm. expectations are, are pretty tempered, though, uh, at this point in the year. Understandable, but you know me. I'm an optimist. There so you go. I'm, I'm shooting next for Mike the Williams. moon. Absolutely. I, his last name is Williams, so... Uh, just saying. I've got a thing for those guys. <laughs> He's not the favorite Williams, though. Favorite Williams is, is Javante. Javante. As, as we established. Remember, Obviously. remember the uh the oh, sweater? Yeah, the, the sweater that the sweatshirt yeah. that looked like it said favorite Williams. Yeah, I favorite thought, Williams. That's my favorite Williams. Yeah, there you go. That's yours. So, yeah. That's yours and maybe mine. Yeah, I mean, he's up there for you. It would I can't imagine anybody ever going above Mike, though. He has a he's a He's got a pedestal on top of every other Williams. Spot. Yeah, he's got they got no shot at it. Yeah, we might have to have a favorite Williams debate someday uh, <laughs> on the show. All right, uh, real quick, we'll have to get we'll have to get rich one so it could be a three way debate. A three way debate on yeah. maybe maybe Jameson can be his Williams. Maybe I don't know. There we go. All right, before we get into uh, all the other goodies that we have for the show today, uh, want to remind you guys of our friends at Prediction Strike. Yes, prediction strike. Now might be the time to get those stocks of Jamison Williams before he gets mm-hmm. out there, gets going. If you believe in him, uh, you're like Matt. You think that he could right away show a little bit of something, something. Maybe something, not some. Maybe not wide receiver one right away, but a little something, something. Get in now while the price is cheap. Because if he ends up flying up boards and ending up becoming a wide receiver one for fantasy football purposes, it's going to be a pretty good investment. That's what you get to do. You get to invest in these wide receivers, these running backs, these quarterbacks, these players. It doesn't even have to be NFL. It should be, but it doesn't have to be NFL. Uh, You get to go over there, get a share of a player. You can buy the players, share the or or sell the the shares of the players, all those things. And best of all, you can get a free share if you use the promo code Dynasty. That's right. If you want to take the stock market approach to fantasy football, go to Prediction Strike, use promo code Dynasty. We'll get you a free share of a player just for signing up. And Matt, you want to tell us about the uh, the sleeper buy sell of the week sleeper, uh, the incredible platform where I play most of my leagues, love everything they're doing there. Who's who's the uh, buy or sell of the week on sleeper? So my sleeper buy or sell of the week is going to be a sell this this week, and it's Jamal Williams. <laughs> Um, not the favorite Williams, not the favorite Williams. He's not even <clears throat> on my list because I've got Deandre Swift in so many leagues that <laughs> <laughs> Jamal Williams favorite Williams list. He's on the other Williams list, um, but he's a 27 year old running back. He's currently running back 13 in PPR. Um, his value is largely boosted by the fact that he's got 12 touchdowns on the year already, 12 already. It's ridiculous. Um, and, of course, he's also in the final year of his contract, which for me is a big one because in Detroit, you know, he's getting fed all the goal line carries. He's getting a lot of the work. I don't know that he's going to be getting that kind of work at a, on another team, at least not to the extent that he is here in Detroit. And DeAndre Swift, he's starting to actually get healthy. So who knows if this is going to maintain throughout the entire rest of the year. My guess is yes, because I need DeAndre Swift to do better. So, of course, he's going to keep on going, but you never know. So, Jamal Williams, my sell of the week. It, it could probably be again next week and the week after that, after he gets another 12 touchdowns in a game uh, and totally screws me. Um, so, buy or sell of the week. Brought to you by Sleeper, Jamal Williams. There you go. Least favorite Williams. Okay. <laughs> uh we, we did have another cut. We we alluded to it, but we did not outright say it. Daryl Henderson, this one, the, the Melvin Gordon, I could kind of see coming like it was a surprise, but it wasn't that big of a surprise. He's had fumbling issues, He's had fumbling He's, issues. There's been a, yeah. a lot of strife, it seems like, on the team with yeah. him kind of centered around that strife. 
So Melvin Gordon was a kind of surprise uh, cut, but uh, Daryl Henderson, what? I did not see that coming at all. Where did this come from? Like, did somebody emerge that I am unaware of there in the backfield? I mean, sort of. So not not to the extent you would think of like truly emerging, but Cam Akers now starting to get more involved, more of the work. And Kyron Williams came off off the injury list. He's been getting some of that third down work. He's been getting the passing game work, getting more involved. And now neither one of these guys had done anything to like write home about or anything. They're like, I got to start this player in fantasy. So it was it was surprising the extent of. Henderson was still involved. He still looked solid. I mean, you could argue of all the backs. He still looked like the best back for at least this season. So it's very odd. (laughs) I think it was another sign that, you know, kind of we were talking about earlier with with uh, Matthew Stafford that they might just decide to just call this a season, wash their hands of it and just move on to 23 because this just doesn't look good. And and I saw some conjecture on Twitter, like, oh, did they cut Daryl Henderson to bring Melvin Gordon on, like pick him up on waivers? But then Gordon cleared waivers. So cleared. It, that's not it. So, um, well, and did you see the tweet Daryl Henderson had? No. Yeah. He had the emoji with the sunglasses and then like the praise hands. So, like, he was like, good written's cool. Good to be yeah. gone. Yeah. Like, it was, it was odd. So, I wonder if there is maybe more issues in the locker room than we know about. Uh, I mean, we knew Cam Akers. We knew about the Cam Akers stuff. Right. We don't know exactly what it was, but we right. don't. We know there is stuff. Uh, maybe there was more going on there than meets the eye. I have no idea. But that that whole team to go from Super Bowl Super winner Bowl. Yeah. to look like a Browns team uh, <laughs> is is very surprising to do this- that in one short turnaround this has to be one of the worst super bowl hangovers that i can recall i mean this has been this one's been almost epic because like you mentioned i mean they have gone from super bowl contender do, do they have do they have like three wins or something like it's it's bad it's it three four it's it's not a lot yeah and, regardless it's 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 horrible um man and and it does it's not like you can point yeah your three and one, seven yeah three and seven. you can't you can't point your finger at one thing and say hey this is going to turn it around or at least this is just a down year and they have a bunch of draft, then they're going to have higher draft picks because they don't have their draft picks. They got rid of all those. So this is going to be an odd um, undoing. Uh, this could be the odd undoing of this kind of super team that they got going on that where they might have to like trade some of their superstars to get picks back. But do they even want picks back? I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't make heads and tails of, of them. I, I They had a good thing going. It seems to be kind of, running through their hand like you know sand or something like that they just can't seem to grasp it and keep it in their hand i don't know it's it's very odd um so the rams are a mess the daryl the daryl henderson stuff who knows where he lands you know because i i think he's the best one out of the bunch like like i'd rather take i'd rather take a gamble on him right now uh, out there in the trade community rather than the other two guys that are staying with the hot mess. Like maybe Henderson lands somewhere good. Somewhere and nice, act- yeah. Yeah, and he's they're actually using him. Maybe maybe he goes to Denver. I mean, who knows? Sure, in, in or Kansas weird- City. Or Kansas City, yeah. Kansas City actually did put a claim in on Eno Benjamin. Okay. Uh, so I, I found that kind of interesting there. Uh, and and we know Henderson's got the good speed. So I, I don't know. It, it, could be, it could be interesting to see where he lands if he gets cl- – I'm assuming he's going to be claimed, but – you never know. They they could let him go and, and get through waivers. But a guy that's still on, I believe this was the last year of his rookie deal. So I'm assuming somebody's going to want to pick that up because he was a third round running back. He's not getting paid that much. Yeah, it's got to be a cheap. It's got to be a pretty cheap deal. And to have a guy just through the end of the season bodies at this point at the running back position or what you're really looking for. And guys with experience and guys that you kind of know have a have a thing that they're good at. Like Henderson's got good top end speed. He's, he's a very good straight line type of runner. He can, he can hit a hole and kind of go and make a big play out of, out of any, any play, you know? So um, Henderson, I think will kind of land on his feet somewhere good. So he's the guy that I would want out of those, the trio of backs that were on mm-hmm. the, on the Rams. So I don't know, odd shaking my head. Like that's all I can do at this point on, on that move. I have no idea. Maybe it'll make sense. In a, in a few days, maybe something will come out or right. or whatever. But right now, I'm kind of just baffled by that one. No, it's an odd one for sure. 
Uh, so a little, little bit of a, a humble brag. Actually, not so humble. It's just a straight up brag. Just, uh, just brag it, man. Let's, it's let's just hear it. bragging. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you recall my hot take. One of my hot takes this this uh, preseason was that Travis Kelsey is the number one, not just tight end, mm-hmm. but number one tight end and receiver overall. I don't know if yep. you recall that or not. I, I do recall that. Okay. I do. Um, right now, he is second amongst all pass catchers. Not not running backs, so I guess pass catchers is incorrect. But between running backs and wide receivers, he is number two uh, in points right in points per game right now. Stefan Diggs has 22.7. Then Kelsey's next at 22.3. Uh, so only 0.4 points away from being the highest overall scorer uh, amongst wide receivers and tight ends. So he's just having an unreal season. It's How? it's it's he's the biggest difference maker on anyone's team right now. Anyone's team. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely. Uh, I saw I believe it was Ryan McDowell that tweeted it out today. The difference between Travis Kelsey at tight end one and Mark Andrews at tight end two is the same points per game difference of Mark Andrews at two and the tight end 33. That's the gap. Like just absolutely absurd. The numbers he's putting up in a year where literally no other tight ends are giving you consistent production. I know that there's some young guys that we like that are looking good. Cole Komet, Dulcich here and there. Like there, there's some optimism, but none of these guys have been doing it at any sort of a consistent level. Uh, like like we've seen from Travis Kelsey. So I ask you this question, Matt. On a contending team, if you have basically any tight end not named Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, obviously you're not going to trade for him if you already own him. What would you be willing to give to get Travis Kelsey on your team? We have to keep in mind he is 33 years old, but yeah. he somehow seems like he's taking the Tom Brady route where it's just like age doesn't really matter. It doesn't seem like he's slowed down at all. For That's for sure. Um, man, he is, I mean, he's obviously far surpassed the one, you know, first round draft pick type of compensation. That's, that's way out the window. So you're looking, I mean, to me, he's like two plus. That's what he Ooh. feels like to me. Yeah, because um, he's that much of a difference maker. If if he's on my team, that's what I'm looking for. Um, a couple of first round draft picks and maybe a, a maybe a tight end back. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what I'm looking for. You're getting the supreme difference maker. This is going to be your almost for sure ticket to punch your punch your way into the championship and probably win it because it's just that much of a difference. I mean, like you mentioned, even if the even if the guy that you're playing has Mark Andrews. You got like an eight point differential with with Travis Kelsey. It's like right. you're starting a second tight end. And to you know, to the statistics that you were saying, it's it's like having the it would, be like having, it would be like having Mark Andrews in your lineup and then throwing like the number twelve guy in. You know what yeah. I mean? Having you get both to those start guys Dulcich with him. Yeah, exactly. Here, here's your handcuff. Get to start two guys. Um, except it's just one guy. It's Travis Kelsey. So. Um, it's insane. It's it's the one of the biggest differentiators in, in fantasy football right now. So it's it's crazy. So I'm assuming with you saying that you would be able willing to give multiple first. I'm assuming you're guessing that those are going to be later first because you are a contender. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, with that, are you also assuming like multiple years that you think you'll still be able to use him? Like, are we expecting him to play two, three, four more years? Yeah, no, that's I, that's my assumption is based off of that, and but it's also a based uh, it's based on the this is if you're, you're all pushing in. if you're pushing your chips to the center of the table, this is the kind of move you make. You know what I mean? He's the right. biggest different uh, differentiator. <laughs> He's the biggest difference maker that's going to get you over the top right now because you know all these running backs. You're streaming all these. You're streaming all these running backs. You're gonna have a, you're gonna have some pretty good wide receivers already if if you truly are contending. And if you can get this guy in your lineup, he's going. To, it's like you're starting an extra player every mm-hmm. single week. It's crazy the advantage that you're going to get from a guy like Travis Kelsey. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it. I'm I'm basing this assumption off the fact you're going to get him this year for sure. You're 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 making a serious serious run at that 
championship, but also you're going to have them for a year or two after that. So it's, um, I don't, I don't see, I haven't seen any reason to think that he's, he's slowed down or or that he's going to be done after this year. I mean, who knows if, you know, Kansas city chiefs win a championship or something like that. We've seen crazier things happen, but he doesn't seem like the guy that would just hang it up personally, but no, I mean, his older brother's still playing too. Right. I, I mean, Jason Kelsey, I think he's two or three years older, uh, than, than Travis is. So, and he's still playing. Yep. Uh, so, and at a high level as well. At a so high level. So just freak uh, genetics. You know what I mean? Hey, they're from Cleveland. So, hey, <laughs> just, just saying, just saying, just saying so. something in the air over here. Something in the air. All right. Let's get to one more thing uh, before we wrap up the show. Uh, and then we will head to the nerd or episode where we're uh, we're playing some games. And, and uh, Matt, the likely meter is back. Ah, my favorite, the likelio meter. I did it. I did it just for you. Uh, the Isaiah likelio meter. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, last question before we wrap up the show, though. Deshaun Watson. This will be, uh, I believe, his last game before or last game out before he gets to come back. Mm-hmm. Are there any Cleveland Browns players that you are looking to acquire before the return of Deshaun Watson, because we know that once he's back, those price tags will go up. So are there any players that you're looking to acquire there before he does? If so, who are you looking to get and for how much? I mean, I I think the obvious guys, you're not, you're not going to be able to get at this point. Right. I mean, the Cooper's probably the most obvious one. You're probably not getting him. Right. I think you're probably not getting them, especially at any kind of discount. Like the whoever has him knows, hey, Deshaun Watson's coming back next week. Um, at this point, I think you could have done that maybe five or six weeks ago and gotten right. some sort of discount. But I think now is kind of not the time for that. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones might be a nice fit as a as a player that's been making some nice downfield catchers and stuff like that. I I do think um Deshaun Watson, at least he used to show the the element of being able to toss up some balls and get it downfield sure. and kind of let his wide receivers make some plays. So I think people's Jones might be a sneaky one. Um, he would be the one that I think might still be able to have some sort of discount uh, applied to him. What about Ninjoku? Uh, Cause obviously he's the top tight end, but he's been out for a few weeks with an injury. His first game back was nothing exciting. You think you could still get a discount on him or is it, is it a little late? I think he might be another guy that's a little late on. Um, sure. I know. You know, he's in the conversation as a tight end one still. I mean, I think he's right. tight end 18 or so, or tight end eight, I mean, on a points per game basis. So um, it's not like you're going to get some huge discount, I don't think, at this point. If he had fallen flat all year or something like that, but he's Maybe. he's, he's right. popped a little bit here and there. Um, and I would expect, as somebody who has followed the Browns in the past, uh, <laughs> that he's going to have a probably solid end of the season once uh, Sean Watson comes in. Speaking of falling flat on your face, the one player that kind of came to mind when I was when I was writing this question down, uh, and you're right, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones was kind of the most obvious one just because he's not as big of a name, and, you know, Ninjoku and, and Cooper were kind of the more obvious ones. But somebody that's had really a terrible season, but we know is a good player and maybe could be revitalized a little bit uh, with Deshaun Watson is Kareem Hunt. Mm. Is that somebody that you think we could see him, his involvement in the passing game, take a step up again with a guy like Deshaun Watson? Or are you worried that, you know, he's still a pretty young quarterback, not going to check it down as much, run a little bit more, that we're still just not going to see Kareem Hunt involved? Um, so this one's been a weird one for me all year. I'm not sure what the heck is going on with Hunt, to be honest. And why they haven't been involving him more? I don't know if it was the, the trade request or anything like that that kind of put him in a doghouse that he could never get out of, or or what. But he's definitely not. He hasn't been nearly as involved as he was in the past. And there's been no sort of injury to Chubb that kind of opened up a door for him to get more uh, carries and, and and more involved in the passing game. So this one's weird. I don't know that there's a Deshaun Watson factor that can get him more of that or, or not. I honestly don't. Um, Cause I'm not sure the reasons why he's getting mothballed right now. So right. Um, I, I can't say, I can't point my finger at Deshaun Watson and say, this guy's going to get, he's going to get him more stuff because who the heck knows? I don't, I don't understand the reasoning. So you wouldn't him. target hunt then in a trade necessarily. I, I, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't because I wouldn't thinking or expecting to get more value out of him right now. I would target him knowing that he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year in one of those okay. kind of moves. Yeah. I, I feel okay about because I don't think he's going to stick around in Cleveland. I think he's going to get an no. opportunity next year. So I, from that aspect, as long as you don't need him for this year, I, I, I would be uh, going after hunt. Okay. Perfect. Well, I think that's it for this show. We're going to move uh, the rest of the stuff, including a rebuild pick them, a likely meter and uh Maybe something to be grateful for in the Nerd Herd episode. Anything like else it, you got, man. Matt? No, man, that's it. I think we have a, a promo coming up, right, um, for Black Friday. Oh, uh, that's right. We do. Um, Good call. So I don't know what the, the code is on that. Do you, off the top of your head, know the, the code on that one? Um, I do not. Uh, let's see. Let's check. Let's check. This is perfect. This is perfect uh, podcasting right now. Yeah, where we're both checking our phone there. to see if we can find the podcast or the the yeah i don't see a promo code uh we will follow us at dynasty nerds uh twitter that's perfect and, and we'll we'll make sure we'll make sure we tweet we blast that, that. we'll blast that out in the next couple of days but it's gonna be a black friday thing it's probably gonna be black friday if i had to guess what the promo code is gonna be but it's either 20 or 25 percent off so uh we'll yeah. figure that out and and get that tweeted out here in the next coming days and uh yeah so look for that Cool, cool. All right, see you in the Nerd Herd episode. Yeah, gobble, gobble, gobble.